0: He was not seeking the approval of the other apostles. They may have had seniority, the other apostles. However, they did not have the authority to to change Paul, to create in him a clean heart and to renew a right spirit within him and to teach him the things that God wanted him to convey. Now, Now, here we have a young child. The Bible says he was but a child. And here God is about to reveal something to him. The Lord says to Samuel, behold, I will do something in Israel at which both the ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. God did not speak it to Eli. He spoke it to Samuel. Why? Here it is. There was a shifting, as I was speaking of, in the heavens. God is about to do a new thing. And this was what it was all about. God was about to pass the mantle, if you will. Eli was no longer on assignment. But his advice and his instructions was essential to Samuel. Without it, um, his re- a receptive attitude There could not have been a revelation from God. So he he played his part. He did what God had instructed him to do in the spirit. Now, when Eli said to Samuel, lie back down again. And when God speaks, answer. Now, Eli has to turn everything over to the Lord God. He did what he was instructed in the spirit to do concerning Samuel and His call. Friends, some people have been put in position to um, advance God's kingdom. But when you refuse to advise, consult, associate yourself with another, other men and women servants of God, you are hindering kingdom building. Why? Because your assignment is always connected to someone else. Now, guys, stay with me. I want to tell you something that's crucial. It is going to shine a light even more so on this episode, okay? I want to talk to you about the connection between Eli and Samuel, okay, guys? Now, here it is. Let me go here first. Let me go here. I'm going to try to make this as plain as I can. The Bible says, then the Lord said to Samuel, behold, I will do something in Israel at which both the ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. In that day, I will perform against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from the beginning to the end. That includes everybody, everybody in his family. Okay. For I have told him that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knows Eli knows about this because his sons made themselves vile and he did not restrain them. And therefore, I have sworn to the house of Eli, God has made a decree against the house of Eli, that the iniquity of Eli's house shall, listen to this, shall not be atoned for by sacrifice or offering. What a heavy burden for a kid to carry. This is what God had envisioned for young Samuel. This was his assignment. And he was to convey that to Eli. Now, what was, what did his sons do? What was so, what what grieved God so much that he would hand down such a judgment on his entire family, Okay. The Bible says that the sons of Eli were great well guilty of sexual immorality with women who gathered at the entrance of the tabernacle. They were men of greed and lust. They used their authority as priests to exalt themselves and to extort from the people. And they took their portion of the sacrifices when all the people went up to the to the um, tabernacle every year to offer sin sacrifices. Eli, the priest made, um, on their behalf, offered up sacrifices for the people. And the Bible says that, and whatever was left, of course, belongs to the priest in the house of Eli. But the Bible says that before, that they took their portion and half of what was for everybody else before giving a portion to God. Okay, are you with me? And the Bible goes on to say that Eli knew of this. He says, why do you do such things to his sons? This is 1 Samuel 2 and 23. He says, for I hear of your evil dealings from all the people. He knew but he just could not restrain them, okay? He says, no, my sons, for it is not a good report that I hear. You make the Lord's people to uh, transgress. And here, Watch this. He says, if one man sins against another, God will judge him. But if a man sins against the Lord, who will intercede for him? And the answer is no one. Because the Lord God had already made a decree And he uh, Shared it with uh, Young Samuel That And I'm going to go back again And read to you again That His house Will not be atoned for By sacrifice Or By offering Now That was what God was preparing young Samuel to go back and to convey to Eli, the priest, that what he had declared and decreed some time ago, that he was going to undoubtedly do just what he said he was going to do. And that, guys, is how Samuel's assignment was connected to Eli. Eli was a priest and um, he was to keep everybody else in check spiritually and morally, but he could not, or he did not restrain his own sons. Okay. Now, God, this is what I want you to take away from this episode. Preachers, apostles, evangelists, Bible teachers, as I've said before, are not the only ones God speak to, friends. They are not the only ones who are on assignment. Fathers, you have an obligation to your children, not only to feed and clothe them, but to train them up. The Bible says to train them up in the way that they should go. You are to love your wives as Christ has loved the church. The Bible says to us, if a man does not <clears throat> work, he shouldn't eat. And when when he, when he takes a wife, when he takes a wife, he is responsible for their conduct and the conduct of those that in his house, his house, or whoever God has attached you to. Okay, let's just go there and say that you are on a mission to protect that which God has given you, okay? It doesn't have to be on a major scale. You don't have to be uh, um, responsible for a nation of people, but if you can just be responsible for those that God has put in your life. And as I said before, our assignments take many uh, uh, portals of change, And saying that, let me say this. Throughout our lives, God will sometimes add to your assignment and attach another person to you a nephew, a college friend, a sick relative for you to walk with this person a certain distance in their life. Are we together? Your assignment is always connected to someone else. Just look at the life of Moses. Moses's assignment was connected to the life of Pharaoh's daughter when she drew him from the Nile, not when he committed the murder, not from the time he spent, the time he spent the 40 years in the in the desert. It started when he was a child, a baby. Are we together on that? Look at Joshua's assignment. He was connected to Moses, not when he died. The Bible says in Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8 that after the death of Moses, the Lord spoke to Joshua, not Moses. The Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses's minister. He was in the service to Moses, but what he did, it was unto God. His assignment started when he and Aaron met Moses in the desert. Joshua, uh, Joshua chapter one and verse eight, these were Joshua's uh, instructions, but his assignment was connected to Moses when he and Aaron met him out in the desert. And Joseph, Joseph's assignment was connected to his brothers, not to the pit or the palace or to Potiphar's wife but it was connected to his brothers when they were very young. Now friends, look at the people God put into position to link their assignments to. They were people of power and influence. They weren't, but God planted them in the service of someone else who was. Are we together on that? They were in their service, but what they did was unto God. It's like a puzzle. Everything God does, he does it so well. And everything comes together. It's for the glory of God. But we benefit as well. Are we together on that? God spoke. And at times he had to speak more than once. But we have to listen and be ready to move promptly towards our assignment. When God speaks, listen, many times. The Lord's instructions don't come all at once, but you have to be intentional when you're in God's service. You have been put in position to advance the work of God. Okay. Are we? And guys, no assignment is too small. We are responsible to God. And when God speaks, we have to obey what we hear in the Spirit and be very sure, friends, of what you hear. Forget about what everybody else has to say, it's all about God. What is God saying to you? But don't be too quick to answer, friends. Remember, God reveals in segments. You have to wait until the completion of the conversation. And you may even have to ask God to clarify some things. Because as I said, when God speaks, it's going to go against logic and reasoning as we know it. But please know, God's way is the best way. The Bible says God is not a man that he should lie. He is a good God. He is concerned about every area of our lives. I'm not just speaking spiritually here, but every area of our lives. Remember, I said the spiritual governs the natural. Our jobs, our careers, our families, our children, everything that we have, God allow us to have it. And he expects us to be... um, to take to to cherish that and to take care of that and to honor that. When you do that, you are doing it as unto the Lord. It's yours, as I said. But what we do, it is unto the Lord God. Are you hearing me? Okay, guys. Now, I want to do a quick recap here as well and see if we can pull some things up out of this episode. Stay with me. Okay. So these are just a couple of keys I want to leave with you. Okay, here we go. You've learned that God's blessings and his provisions are not always, um, when you come through our finances, or they're not always going to be materialistic, but our families, our homes, your children are blessings. And you are to protect what God has entrusted you with. Okay. The second thing is this: you learn that we are not to live out our lives selfishly and alone. And when prompted in the spirit, as you're praying, or through Scripture, as you're as you're reading your Bible, um, to be a blessing through helping in whatever way you can then you should. And just search the scriptures and whatever that inkling that you, you get, that vision, that dream, you don't have to know the whole Bible, friends. You don't have to know a lot of scriptures. The word of the Lord says, search the scriptures for the hidden things. What hidden things are there? Wisdom, knowledge. So if you see something, you hear something, even if it's not in your family, could be a co-worker it could be an in-law a niece or nephew it could be a small thing okay then go to go to God in prayer and ask him is this person connected to me is this part of my destiny if you will okay guys now that third thing is this listen friends If you experience a shifting, which is nothing but change, a change in your life, your lifestyle, your family, your job, don't be so quick to ignore that. You know, guys, sometimes we will not move out of the house until the house burned down. Seriously. You won't change jobs. You won't come up out of that toxic relationship. And change is not easy. I know that, but sometimes God has to cause a little turbulence in our lives to get our attention, to let us know that, hey, I got more for you than that. You are so good at your job. Why don't you have your own business? You make one step, God will make two. Try it and see. What have you got to lose, right? Huh? You've been in this relationship, it's a little stagnant. It happens. Pray and ask God, where do I go from here? But don't just do nothing, okay? Be aware of the shifting, the changes that take place. And then you go to God and ask God, is this a part of my assignment? This person is attached to me. These children are attached to me. I've been on this job for... 20 plus years, is this all there is? What should I do? When you find those questions coming up in your spirit, man. Okay, guys? Okay. And that's all I have for you guys. I hope it has been enlightening. And I hope that you will consider to subscribe the very least share it, guys. It could mean something to somebody. I hope that it is inspiring. I thank you so much for giving me some of your time on today. I'm Gina Brown, and you have been listening to Christian Education and Mentoring. Blessings.